Here we go. Ready? Wait, clap again so it's easy. <laughs> so that doesn't help at all. You know, I can do it. You know it. who you remind me when you clap? Uh... What is it? The the clumps. Uh, when Eddie Murphy's like Hercules, oh, his mom. Hercules, <laughs> Nutty Professor family. Got gotcha. you. Yes, the, the Nutty Professor. You look like Ma Clump when you clap. That is just so disrespectful. <laughs> That's a level of disrespect. Not Hercules, even, not even Hercules. One, not even one of the male clumps. I have to be Ma Clumps. How do you feel about him coming to America? 2021. So as you know, I don't watch any previews or anything, but mm-hmm. uh, I trust him enough that he'll carry Arsenio. <laughs> <laughs> I, I Arsenio is the mo of the mo. <laughs> no, <laughs> Arsenio. No, Arsenio was funny in the first one, like when you didn't know who he was before. Right. Woo, 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 woo. Oh, that whole show of his. Uh, he was a good guy, I, though. I liked him. I liked him. I, I liked his role in that movie too. It was funny, you know, like the king, the prince. And the, oh, shut up. <laughs> yeah. I just I'm remember. shocked that they got everyone to come back. Everyone. I wonder if Soul Glow, Soul Glow guy is back. Soul Glow guy is back. Oh, I loved him. Yeah, the Soul Glow. But I think the dad, did the dad pass away, that actor? If he did, he he filmed this movie because I thought I saw oh, him in okay. the movie. And James Unless Earl Jones, some... God bless his soul, he's still alive. Oh, he's awesome. Do you God he's bless dead. someone's soul if they're still living? You just did. <laughs> God bless his living soul. Does anyone have better pipes than him, though? Duh. But I think he's overdoing it now, okay? He probably goes home and doesn't talk like that. Well, you know what it is? I think at this point, he's just trying to make that money, son. So if someone says, could you speak? Sure, I will speak. Simba, you have forgotten me. I love that line. Yeah. That reminds me of the line from the Gunslinger books. Oh, yeah? You've forgotten the face of your father. Oh, that's cool. Maybe that's where they got it from. Uh, I love that line, too. And then Simba's like, no, you have forgotten (laughs) who you are. So you have forgotten me. (laughs) (laughs) We're adults. Yeah, my gosh. I don't think men really ever grow up. We just pretend, like in social situations. The women make us. The women make us act adultish. If it wasn't for them, (laughs) we'd be playing with Legos right now. (laughs) (laughs) Oh. That's so funny. You say it's funny you say that. I just I just got a new statue and I was like all embarrassed to show my wife. I got a cool daredevil statue. I have to show uh-huh. you later, but like it's it's a toy, you know? It's ridiculous. Like I'm it's a man, a baby. It's, it's it's for display purposes. You're decorating your your stashy area. Yes, yes, so it's you're display. Good. Actually, you know what it is, purposes. man. It's it's ever since I was a comic nerd, those statues have been around and I I've, I've always wanted them. Exactly. And it's exactly. like now I can I can afford them, so I like I kind of want my own statues, and it's like I'm re I'm making up for lost time. All right, listen, you don't have to justify it to us. We love you. <laughs> we understand. They make me happy. Yeah. I buy phones. You buy statues. Yeah, that's right. That's all right. You I don't know. flip my I'm statues not... though. Zero judgment on this end, brother. <laughs> all right, we should do the intro here. You go. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Mo and O Photo Show. My name is Mo Morales, and I'm Omar Gonzalez. And what we come here to do every so often is to entertain you either by babble or truth. <laughs> you pick and pick. We'll figure it out as we go. That's right. Some sh- sometimes the shows are planned. Most times they're not. <laughs> Who cares? Who cares? <laughs> Sponsored oh. by nobody. Who plans a poop? Really? <laughs> they just come along. It just happens. 
So oh, uh, those of you that are new here, we mostly talk photography and stuff, but um, it's funny. When we talk other stuff, people in the comments get all excited, like when we talk about shows and things. I think everyone's yes. sick of photography is what it is. That's what it is, especially because, like, what, the last year almost has been, like, absorbing every YouTube video out there that's about photography. And you know what? We have three million people out there now, the best photographers in the world. I know. Well, but they can't go out and shoot. We can't. We can't. I saw you went out though recently, and and we actually both went out and didn't go out together. It's like you know what? It, it it was your getting out there for the previous storm that inspired me to go out there a couple of days that's ago. Cool. So, yes. That's cool. That's cool. So yeah. did you get to film? Um. So I I did a quick quick video, real quick video. So I I used my iPhone actually as my main camera. Because um, oh, I didn't want to mess cool. around with the uh, the GoPro, you know. Yeah, you know what? I've wanna... seen a couple of people using their phone, and the the iPhone looks good. Yeah, you know what? I'm not I, I I'm not gonna tell you it's the crispiest, best uh, video I've ever put together, but I wasn't ashamed of it. But you is know? it? I thought it was. It it it, re it recorded at 4K uh, 60, and I brought it back down to 1080p 60. So, you know, that's I was very too happy hyper that. real. 60 frames a second, isn't it like too Listen. hyper real? Someone forgot to put it back oh, down to 30 God, before I started recording, so he, he made lemonade out of his lemons. Here, I thought you had like an artistic directoral choice. Yes. Uh, no, I, yes. I, I got back here and I started like airdropping my videos and I saw that my settings were at, you know, 40K, 4K, 60. I'm like, <laughs> I'm going to go with it. Uh, <laughs> Well, that reminds me of that movie Spaceballs when when they're stepping off for the wedding and the king steps off on the wrong foot. He goes, go with it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So, uh, yeah, I went out recently with uh, another friend of mine here in, in, Hob in Hoboken, in Nutley. We went to Hoboken and it was cold. And doing photography in the cold, you really have to prepare yourself. Like Jose, who I went with, he had a heated jacket. I thought that was totally cheating. Yeah. That was so cheating. I mean, I, I didn't know it was a heated jacket, but it looked like his jacket was oh, awesome. Oh, he's hardcore. Like like... He goes, uh, to, he does landscape photography, goes to, like snowy waterfalls and all that stuff. So he was prepared. Did you know there were heated jackets before that day? No, um, only motorcycle, like for motorcycle jackets. I did not know. This is all new to me right now. I'm like still trying to digest this, well, this bit of information. In the motorcycle world, I just got heated gloves because uh, I've been motorcycling close to right above freezing. So like 35 degrees Fahrenheit. 40 is, is now comfortable. At first, I could only motorcycle at 50 degrees. But I, <laughs> I got some. The only thing that, that gets super ice cold is my hands because you're like completely yes. death grip on the hands. Yes. So I got yes. these little... I'm like afraid of them, but they're they were on Amazon and they got good reviews. <laughs> they have uh, they've got wiring in the fingertips to keep you warm, and they have these large like you charge. They give you like three hours of heat. Oh, that's yeah, nice. these large lithium. But I'm I'm like I have lithium batteries like in my. <laughs> I could just be like Ghost Rider if they. <laughs> You're gonna be one of those videos on on the on the highway where the bike just explodes. <laughs> I'm Only like flapping my the hands. They're like, on fire. Uh, Sir? <laughs> roll around. Just roll around. He'll be all right. I left early enough that I was thought I was going to beat the snow and I was going to just get it at the tail's end. No, but when I got out there, it was snowing and sleeting. So I was like, ah. Uh. So I went to test out two 35 millimeters. I bought a 35 millimeter for the Sony 
but it's not water resistant oh, at no. all. Yeah, and is the 6600 weather resistant? I didn't think it was. Yes. It is. Yeah, well, you know what? Today, <laughs> that, that, that weekend it was. <laughs> no, I'm, no, 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 I, I didn't purchase it until I, I researched it. And, you know, unless the sites I looked up lied, it did say it, it had some weather sealing. Wow, I wonder if my 6400 does or does not. That's it. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, so so between so luckily I also brought 16 millimeters with me, and that's what the video was about about me just taking some bad weather photos with the 16 millimeters. It's hard, man. My video. It's hard to go out with two cameras. I've done it before. I went out once with two 35s, a Sony full frame, and the and then your photography suffers because you're constantly trying to find images for both, and you know what I'm luckily, saying. Luckily, yeah. yeah, exactly. But luckily, I went out there with the mindset that once it started getting ugly weather wise i said i'm going to go out there for about 30 minutes i'm going to shoot Times square is a very easy place to get a couple shots yeah that's I said, true if I, if, I said if i get five shots on each that's that's it i'm good and i'm, and I'm not here to compare the lenses also you I'm got out to... yeah you got exactly. out yeah exactly that was that was the whole thing my first experience back out in the real world and and you know it was a really really good time it, you know what really ended the, the day sooner than anything else the sony uh viewfinder started fogging up oh. and then the fuji lenses started fog the fuji 16 started fogging up on me so um i'm like okay it's a wrap <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was the 1.4 the 2.8 where there is the 1.4 oh, the 1.4 okay yeah that's yeah, yeah i use that too um the one thing you did make one mistake that i made as well and of course any mistake you make on youtube is going to be pointed out so um, pointed out thank you <laughs> <laughs> the little um the little uh hot shoe there's, there's like a little plastic cover that goes on the hot shoe mm -hmm. to make the camera fully weather sealed. You're supposed to put that little cover on, but I lose I those. I lost that thing years ago. Yeah, I lose <laughs> Before those. I even bought it, I lost it. Yeah, I know. They, they need to be a little bit tighter in there. So, okay. I noticed that those little, little sleevey things, that little slidey thing you're talking about, I find them any time I don't need them. Oh, totally. They're, they're, they're everywhere when I don't need them. <laughs> Agreed. All right, what are we going to talk about today? You got a list. I got a list. So let me ask you a question. Since we're talking about um, photography, we're not, but that was my smooth segue. <laughs> segue. Smoothness is what I exude. Um, I was always wondering, since you've been with the Apple world for so long, as far as the MacBooks and the uh, desktops, did you have a preference on what you prefer to edit on? Like for me, I would think the MacBook. If I didn't have this desktop set up with it, I would never edit on it because it's just so, you know, uncomfortable. I guess I'm not a laptop kind of guy, you know? Yeah. I. The only thing I do on a laptop is like email, surf, and watch YouTube on the laptop downstairs. But any kind of productive work or if I'm editing, I want to do on my monitor here, the 27-inch MacBook. And by the way, I think they're like updating them soon. Yeah, supposedly getting rid of all those bezels. The bezels. Right? And so my computer luckily is, not luckily, yeah, I want to spend three grand. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but my, yeah, I know. My computer is kind of at the end of its cycle, you know, because a computer mm -hmm. that's like four or five years starts to slow down. And I've been trying to like clean it up and get stuff off it to make it faster. I've, I've updated all the RAM. But now I think that my son or daughter will inherit this one. Awesome. Make sure you get all that uh, Drive C stuff off there. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. 
Uh, and, me neither. Yeah, and um, what was I gonna say? Yeah, I just blew your mind. I know. I was like, okay. <laughs> now I started thinking. I'm like, what do I have on there? <laughs> That's. Uh, I just thought of Flossie Carter. It's like, yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know what he always says about that Little world. Those scumbag moves. Yeah, yeah. Um, right. So definitely, once you go 27 inches, you never go. <laughs> Sorry. Ladies, you know the procedures. More flossy. <laughs> we are childish. <laughs> so, uh, so, yeah. The 27 inch screen, like, I love working on it. I like having two windows open. Uh, one of the things I like doing sometimes is you can take in Lightroom one of your photos and lock it to a second window. So, a lot of times, like, for example, if I'm trying to create a Canon look on my Sony stuff, I'll take an mm-hmm. old Canon portrait and lock it to a second window and then I could work in Lightroom, you know, with that image always there and zoom in on it and stuff. So I like having you the know space. Tweak. <clears throat> yeah. How about you, so laptop people... or? No, no, I've never been a laptop person. I think again, laptop, uh, because I, I, even at my job, my nine to five, I have laptops, but we've always had the desktop setups with them. So I've been always accustomed to a desktop style. I think only only time I would use a laptop, and I've used it a couple of times, is when I know I'm doing a quick shoot and it has to be instant turnaround and the client isn't expecting like a thousand files, just two or three that, out of what we get. And, you know, we'll just skim, skim through them, you know, together and pick a couple photos, edit them out and get them to the client ASAP, you know. So cool, cool. other than that, I've never really even enjoyed using the laptop for that. You know what I could see? I don't know if you have any experience with this, but there's I could see that if you had a very powerful like M1 Apple laptop and you had a beautiful like editing screen, like an editing monitor, and then the mm-hmm. laptop closed can go in a dock and you right. use the power from that laptop. I've never done that, but I'm sure there's people that use their laptop is like their main computer. They just use a, a external monitor. No, no, that that's my setup. Yeah, exactly. Oh, okay, so, cool. So, so when I'm filming with you, I have my my main monitor is over here. Okay, I, I'm pointing to my left, <laughs> and if I'm talking to you, I open up the clamshell right behind the camera so I can see you. That's cool. All right, all right. Next point on the list. <laughs> um. Weather ceiling. We both have experienced recently going out with uh, the weather not being 100%. We're here in the Northeast. We've had a, a blizzard a week ago and a retouching of almost a blizzard yeah. yesterday. And I have, I w- we, we had a comment last week on one of our videos where the, some, one, one gentleman mentioned that it's a gimmick. And I get it because I get why he said that because a lot of YouTubers are telling him, or maybe he believes it himself, but I, I wanted to make sure that we discuss that it's important to have a weather ceiling if you're going to be shooting in environments like we just did. Yeah. You know, you, you can't take your XT20 XT20 out into what I was in yesterday. You couldn't. It would, it would be destroyed. So I think, you know, understanding that weather ceiling doesn't mean weatherproof. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a difference. But you know what's funny? It's a difference. It's, I took my XT2 out in the rain for a video almost like fingers crossed, I hope this works out, (laughs) you know, Mm -hmm. and it did. And then when I did the snow video, um, the, the, it started to act up, the camera acted up, like the, one of the dials stopped working. 
So it made me a little nervous. Uh, and and here's the thing: I really don't think that uh, obviously some cameras have more weather sealing than others. But even if the camera has weather sealing, I really think that you should protect the gear with some kind of case or plastic. So exactly. I I kind of learned my lesson. I I got away lucky with I think the first XT2 video. It was drenched in the rain and totally fine. This snow one with the cold and condensation and the freezing, it didn't like it at all. So it started to act yeah. up. And then, um, so I think if I went out again, I would definitely use a freezer bag with, uh, I've done it before. I actually took out my X-T20 with a freezer bag using gaffer's tape around the lens. Peace of mind, yeah, peace sense. of mind. It makes sense. It makes perfect sense because because these aren't this is still electronics, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah no matter yeah. what the what the people what the consume what the products tell you, it's still electronics yeah. and water and electronics is like you know me in a comb, just useless. Yeah, and it's it's also like how you shoot too, because people always ask me, should I get the XT30 or like an XT2? They're both about the same price now. And you know the XT3 has faster autofocus. Sorry, the XT30 has faster autofocus and better maybe video features. But do you want that extra sealing? And it's one of those things where like if you never go out in bad weather, you could probably get away with the junkier weather sealing. Or do you want mm -hmm. that peace of mind? You know, sometimes it's nice to go out when it's raining. Yeah, yeah, and there's other people who never ever even think of going out shooting when it's raining. So yeah, and you can also get a freaking umbrella, like exactly. duh, you know. And yeah, also, exactly. if you didn't have a weather seal, I'd, it is. It's definitely not a gimmick, but I don't think it should be a bigger as big a deal as it is, unless you're that kind of photographer. You're shooting waterfalls. Your camera's always getting misted on by fog in the morning. You know, if you're mm -hmm. that kind of photographer then it's almost like a definite necessity, you know? Or falling accidentally into pools. Like, oh I, don't, my God. I don't know who does that, but, you know, we'll keep moving. <laughs> <laughs> that happened to me. Okay. <clears throat> what right. else we got? You, what do you got on that side? Didn't you have something that you want to uh, touch yeah, on? Yeah, yeah. I have my, um, uh, my, my philosophical conversation. Are you ready for that? Of course I am. Hit me, bitch. All I mean, right. Sorry. We're going to get heavy now. No, I've been thinking about, I've been thinking a little bit about, um, how we all get into photographic ruts and you know like you can blame covid you can blame that you don't pick up your camera because it's not new enough you need new gear <laughs> and i started to think about it a little bit and i started i was not so much bored with doing photography i was bored in what photography i was seeing and most of the photography that i get is from instagram gotcha and you know how the scroll speed just gets faster and faster. <laughs> and so I was thinking, I'm like, am I really bored or am I just like habitually looking for something? And so the conversation I kind of want to have is, is social media sort of kind of like matrix and is it forming our reality and forming our artistic eye so much so that I used to love mountain photography and I used to love, let's just say, for example, amazing Tokyo cityscapes. Right. But maybe I've seen too many Tokyo cityscapes where now I'm like scrolling past them as opposed to being amazed by that image. And so part A of this conversation is 
boredom because of social media and being swamped. Let's talk about that. How do you feel about that? Are you overly stimulated, baby? That that's exact. Always, first of all, always overly stimulated. (laughs) I know. So I think honestly, the 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 biggest problem of 2021 is the technology we have available to us, right? Where when we would we were children and we would get a good magazine, we would read a magazine a thousand times yeah. because it's the only source we had. And when we look at those pictures a million times, National Geographic kind of pictures they were. That's that's not my business. But um, I think now where the minute you wake up, you have your phone in your hand, and if you're not taking care of business on your phone, what are you doing? You're in the bathroom. You're scrolling. You're reading. You're having breakfast at the table, not at the bathroom, at the table. <laughs> And you're what scrolling you and reading. <laughs> so instead of a, a newspaper, which you take time to get from the top to the bottom, you now have the option to just bypass what you don't want to see and see only what you'd like. And when you see only what you like continuously, when does your brain say, I nana enough of that. Let's move on yeah. to something else. Yeah. And, but so, the, the interesting thing is you said it perfectly. Like when you see things you like, you'll either like or pause on them, and the algorithm starts to take this stuff in. So my question, my part B kind of is, are you sort of forming your own little box of what artistic things you wanna see and what you wanna shoot? You know what I mean? The more you like uh, pictures of food, you're gonna get more you know, food pictures and you're going to be Uh, watching food videos, and then doing food photography, you're not exposed to other types of photography, like still life maybe, or portraiture. So my my question, my part B is like, are we being sort of, is is our creativity being hampered by like this social media, these chains, you know? Yeah, no, listen, I I watched the video the other day from this gentleman by the name of Evan Ranth. Yeah, yeah, I know him. He was a condo. Yeah, it's Sony Kondo, oh, yeah. Real nice guy. He he, he asked, uh, he, he the video was about narcissism and creativity. And within the video, he sub subreddited it. <laughs> he, he, he came up with a whole different point about, are we at the point now where social media is aiming us as far as where our, what, our, what do we think about photography? What we That's kind believe of what photography. Yeah. So I, I think, I think. Based on that conversation he went into and the conversation we're having now, there's no doubt that algorithms are wormholing our brains. Perfect. And our said. brains are falling into their own algorithm of, oh, we've seen that already. Let's keep it moving. Let's keep it moving. Uh, you know what? Let's go somewhere else. Until we decide to change what we're looking at, our brains are going to be stimulatedly dead, bored. They, they're just tired of seeing this stuff, even though... Our souls is probably still light up thinking about how we can recreate something like this. Our brains, which, you know, obviously does our thinking, <laughs> is, is at the point where it's had enough. Yeah. And, and it wants something new, something fresh. We weren't meant to eat cereal every morning, the same Kellogg's Corn Flakes. Uh, no, no sponsorship, but call us. I like Kellogg's. Um, but, yeah, so we need to keep feeding ourselves different types of stimuli, photography, television, books. And it's, and we haven't done that anymore. We now have what we like so much accessible that we're drowning ourselves. I'm drowning. In. That's a great way to say it because I love photography, um, but I feel like I need to maybe break the algorithm 
you know, by trying to do other things that will like spark my photography. Do you know what I mean? Right. You know, so right. instead of just watching photography videos that interest me, maybe you, if you watch a story about something else, like maybe about homelessness in New York, or you, right. you start to go down a different rabbit hole that has nothing to do with photography, and then you can photograph that, you know? And so I haven't found that thing yet that like will, you know, we need, we need that drive, you know? Like for example, right. we've done the, the MS, uh, what is it, the Muckfest and all that. There's the all Muck those Fest, people right. that are involved there. Like everyone in that thing has an MS story. And, you know, imagine you did like MS, instead of humans of new york we followed people's lives like and of course there's different levels of the disease people who've mm -hmm. just been diagnosed to y you yeah. that have had it for a bunch of years to people that are at the end of their lives you know that kind of thing it's a deep concept actually now i'm thinking like why haven't i done <laughs> yeah well that's my point is we don't think of yeah. that because we're we're stuck over here in looking 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 feeding 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 and we don't create anything because, no. you know, I, I'm always getting better at portrait photography because that's what I do and that's what I love. But I can't really watch another video about a softbox on a pretty woman and I get the, we get to see the picture because I know gotcha. how it's going to end kind of thing, you know? Exactly. You know, even even if they if they build the blocks up to get to that portrait, you you kind of already know the end. So yeah, we know you the need end. To, you need to tune in. Yeah, you need to tune into something that you you have no idea where it's going to go. And uh, if you've never done food photography, watch a food photography video. Yeah. You know, if you've never done disco dancing, <laughs> you know, put one of those on. You know, that's you why know. those. The, you know, who who has like a great drive for that is those uh, documentary photographers, the people who get like a story. And they go discover about it and they make, that must be really cool, right? Like someone gives you an assignment, uh, kind of like we were talking about the MS thing. But right. um, I know Rudy Roy, he's like a, he was a Fujifilm photographer. I don't think he is anymore. Maybe he's Leica now. But um, he used to shoot for the New York Times stories like that, like things in the neighborhood, in the hood. And um, so I think I need to sort of, unplug for one man because mm -hmm. i i'm trying to watch shows i'm trying to find something actually one thing i did find that sparked me a little bit was um itchy boots do you know who she is only because you've told me about her yeah yep. yeah so she's uh a woman that rides her motorcycle around the world and um she's exploring like in each episode she's going to places she's never been to before so like I'm living through her, even though like after you turn it off, you're like, I'm still home. I'm lonely. <laughs> <laughs> they say we we're we feel more lonely than ever now. You know. Well, that's because we've isolated to, you know, this is our world now. This yeah. is it. This little I'm holding up a phone here. This is this is what's become our entire lives. So you spend so much time looking down at your phone. I just see this is why my glasses are always there. I just tap them. <laughs> So anyway, so this is why you spend so much time on these boxes that people are right next to you and you couldn't you couldn't even yeah. care. Yeah, I know. I know there's them. COVID, but when was the last time we saw 
Limati, Shaniza, George, like together, right? Remember that time right, we got right. together once? Oh, that was one of the best times. That was the rebirth of Slick. Yeah, right so there. For, for the, obviously no one knows, but uh, we had high school friends and we decided to like just all get together and do photography in Hoboken. We also had, we had like this little photo club for 10 minutes. Yeah, yeah, it was it was our it was a photo walk before we knew what a photo totally. walk was. And the thing was, yeah. photography really did, didn't have anything to do with it. We we just kind of just enjoyed each other's company and we wanted lunch. Yeah, yeah, really. food, food. I was gonna <laughs> no, say no, all so our <laughs> no, no, but exactly. You're actually right though. Like, like I don't think anyone does that anymore. Like, there's very younger people get together in large groups like that still yeah. when they shouldn't, yeah, yeah. but they're still in their phones. I think. To close out, I just want to say that the Matrix is scared now because we're starting to become aware. aware. We're exactly. starting to become aware. And if as long as you're aware and you break the binds, like Mo said, there's hope for you to maybe, uh, you know, get inspiration and, and photograph something new, you know. Exactly. You can't grow if you still you stay still. Yeah, yeah. So... We've, we're mentally, photography, we're mentally staying still right now until we decide to move into someplace different that's not comfortable for us. That's the best place. Muscles, how do muscles grow? You attack them and you tear them down and you and then they, they start growing based on that. Same thing with your brain, same thing with your creativity. You attack what's comfortable and you move on to something complex, getting stronger in your photography. I love that. Why do we fall, Bruce? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh. Hey, by the way, that guy's in every movie. Uh, Which Michael K Michael Caine? Yes. Michael Douglas? Key, uh, no. No, no. I talking about Michael oh, Caine. No, I... uh, he's uh Michael Caine, yes. Michael Caine. He's, he's British. Al Alfred. Uh Alfred. I just saw him in Tenant. He's in Tenant for like 10 Did minutes. Did he die? No, he's still alive. Oh, I just killed him. <laughs> <laughs> he internet died 5 times. He was, looked King. very old, though. He did look very old, but I feel like he's in every movie. My gosh. He's a great actor. He is, you know but uh, he, to me, he's Alfred now. Any movie he no. does, he's like, hello. He's always the equalizer to me, so. Yeah. Remember that TV show, The Equalizer? No. That's how old I am. Yeah, I am old. All right, quick question for you. Yes. People talk about gear isn't that important to your photography. I am at the school of gear isn't super important to your photography but what do you think i would shoot shoot a better portrait with a nikon 3000 or a hasselblad is. you know 75 whatever you know or a uh canon you know five mark d40 <laughs> niner <laughs> blue 45 red rover you know what no seriously would i shoot you better with a canon r5 or with a nikon it's 3 a trick question no i know no, where you're not I know. it's a trick question what no, if the not canon niner has no, no, horrible not, light it's not a trick question i'm, I'm not i'm only gonna answer it for you okay <laughs> i would shoot you better with that canon just because the Canon has a better sensor, it has better autofocus, it has better options in it. So basically what I'm saying is I, if I was a chef and I had to cut a steak with a butter knife or with an actual knife, a, a chef's knife, I would do much better with the yeah, chef's knife. Yeah, but you'd get the job done tool. with the butter knife. You'd still get the tool. job done. No, it wouldn't be as pretty. That's the whole point. Yeah, but... 
It depends what the output be... is. What if someone's making a, a four by four book is how they print all their photos, huh? You know what? A four by four book would still look better from the <laughs> Canon R five. No, no, it won't. I, I think the Nikon three thousand has like like ISO two is the highest it can go. <laughs> So you know what if i'm gonna not say by the sunlight, told, you know what? yes i i'm totally agreeing with you i'm just being an a-hole here but um it gear totally does matter that's the reason i switched to sony for their autofocus i have so much i have so much more success capturing quick moments that's why i switched i i was missing moments because canon just couldn't grab fast enough and so gear does matter it, it depends, though. It definitely depends. For me, it mattered because of what I wanted to get. If you're sitting there shooting flowers, you know, you don't need autofocus. You can manually focus. You can have manually focused lens. You you have your camera on a tripod. You're at F8, and you're just like, F12. Er, eh, er, eh, er, eh. You know? Gear does matter. Uh, you can get anything accomplished with what you have at hand. iPhone, yeah, you know, yeah the Nikon yeah. 3000 that I'm bagging on, which I, which I loved when I first got one. So I'm banging on these cameras, but I got the job done with them. But when you elevate your to- your craft, you have to elevate your tools. Yes. So you know what? You can keep, you can, listen, you can still make a great living with the very first camera you got that someone said, I love your pictures from. Yeah, yeah. So don't think that, I'm bashing gear. I'm just saying I'm sick of people saying it doesn't matter. Oh, That's I agree. It. That was my right. I agree 100%. Um, and, and I think where people get confused is, you know, the cheapest, junkiest cameras are horrible for us. We don't want them. They get better, better, better. But we reach like a pinnacle point where it doesn't really matter anymore. People keep looking at that mm-hmm. spot. A7 II versus a7 III. Gear doesn't matter. You're right. right. There's just one iteration. But like what right. you, if I have a Rebel XS that ISO 400, it's got grain, I can't shoot weddings with that, man. <laughs> you know? when, when you next, I hand you an a7, a7S III with ISO 4 billion. Yeah, I know. And, <laughs> and know? The, the ISO, um, that, that whole evolution, people forget, but because it's a couple of years now, but remember where you couldn't go above 800, 1600, or it was, damn, man, noise reduction. I don't even use noise reduction anymore. Remember you, you had, had to, to long noise remember? reduction. You had, you had the, the whole thing where 3200 was like a snowstorm. Snowstorm, and like, you, if you zoom in, it's like color snow. It's like, oh. oh Listen, exactly. street photographers in the old days were using film cameras, all full manual. And they were rocking. Were they rocking, or were they like taking so many pictures that they... They found four that they, they loved and they sold them. Yeah, yeah. That's another you know thing is the best photographers show their best work, you know, so. They don't show you everything. Yeah. Someone they, did they, that. They, you know, they that the you. Cartier, the um, decisive moment guy, the street photographer, the no. French. Okay, yeah. Oh, my God. I got to. Yeah, yeah. He, he's a famous street <laughs> photographer in France. And I don't know if you've ever seen this, something called the decisive moment. There's a little kid jumping over a puddle in black and white. I'll send it to you. But it's a famous street photography photo from this French uh, photographer. And someone showed his fails or his fails were like released, all his like negatives. And really, he Mm -hmm. got like the decisive moment, but he also got a lot of junky moments, you know. Undecisive moments. (laughs) (laughs) Crap moments. Uh, Oh, what was I thinking? (laughs) 
Yeah, All right, everyone. All right, this was a great episode. I love talking to you, man. I appreciate talking yeah. to you. I, I won't talk to myself all day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, we will try to keep bringing you. We're being good. We've done three in a row. Uh, Mo has been staying on it. So I love him for that. And we will try to bring you more episodes on the Mo and O Photo yes. Show. <laughs>